Seattle's Morning News. This is Dave Ross with Colleen O'Brien and Chris Sullivan. The January 6th committee wants to subpoena Steve Bannon to get his testimony on what might have drawn so many people to Washington, D.C. on that day. But he has vowed to defy that subpoena, nor will he turn over documents that involve discussions with Donald Trump. To find out how far this might go, let's consult with former State Attorney General Rob McKenna. Our conversation brought to you by Madrona Financial Services. So what are Steve Bannon's options, Rob? Well, his his options are to cooperate or risk being charged with criminal contempt of Congress, which is only a misdemeanor, but does come with a, a maximum fine of $100,000. So it's uh, it's not trivial. On the other hand, no one has been convicted of criminal contempt of Congress since the 1950s or early 60s when people were called before the House Committee on Un-American Activities and refused to testify. So it's not a law that has been used very much, at least all the way to the point of a conviction. So it sounds to me like contempt of Congress is harder to enforce than just plain old contempt of court. Oh, it definitely is, particularly when it's aimed at an executive branch official. Because of the, the principle of separation of powers, for a long time, actually dating back to George Washington, presidents have asserted executive privilege in response to congressional subpoenas. Those of us of a certain vintage, Dave, will remember <laughs> Richard Nixon's tapes. Yes. His case went to the Supreme Court twice, once when he was still in office and he was asserting executive privilege to prevent the White House tapes from being released. And then after he left office, he also asserted executive privilege. And that's what Trump is doing right now. He's asserting executive privilege, not only over his own records and statements, but also over statements and documents possessed by people who worked for him at the White House in uh, his one term as president. Hmm. So at some point, though, didn't Steve Bannon leave his executive position at the White House and was just sort of an informal advisor? Yeah, exactly. And that was back in 2017. He didn't last very long. And it's going to be hard for Bannon to to be able to defend his decision based on executive privilege for that very reason. It's easier for some of the other former White House officials who were actually there if you're one of the four people who's been subpoenaed, you're, you're caught between Congress on the one hand, former President Trump on the other, and then you've got the Biden administration you know, making its own decisions, uh, it says, about what records from Trump's White House years can be released and can't be released. And that's because after President Nixon won his Supreme Court case, the second case in the mid-70s, Congress passed the Presidential Records Act in 1978, which purports to give whoever's in the White House at the time the ultimate decision-making power over when executive privilege applies and when it doesn't. In other words, starting with President Reagan and going forward, subsequent presidents supposedly have the power to release records of former presidents. President Nixon's argument was, no, I still have authority over these records, even though I'm no longer in office. And the Supreme Court sided with Nixon. So have federal Mm. courts uh, since Nixon. So even though you have the Public Records Act of 78, which appears to give the Biden administration power to release Trump records, that runs up against the Constitution and this concept of of, uh, separation of powers. And the Supreme Court has said under separation of powers, a former president actually does have some control over the the records that were created when he was in office. And one of the interesting things about the Biden administration's position here is they have to be a little bit careful because if they throw the executive privilege baby out with the bathwater, 
they may be facing a Republican-controlled Congress in another couple of years that wants to conduct its own investigations of their White House. So I, I think they're being a little bit careful here too, even though they're saying they'll, you know, they'll decide to release. They may decide to release some records from Trump's White House. Another reason democracy is endlessly fascinating. So it sounds to me like I mean the Democrats seem to be saying, "Oh, Bannon had better watch out. He's in big trouble now." But based on what you're telling me. He could easily drag this out past the 2022 election, and if Republicans yeah. take over, this whole thing goes away. Well, here's the thing. If Bannon is able to hide behind the shield created by Trump's lawsuit, which seeks to block release of records and to block testimony by people who work for him, just the litigation itself and the length of time it requires, plus the appeals, could take us past the, the midterm elections very easily. So Bannon might never actually be charged or if he's charged never actually convicted if the if that process is held up by trump's civil lawsuit if he's listening he's raising a champagne glass right now rob (laughs) well if anyone i have to say this if anyone deserves to be convicted of criminal contempt of congress uh, and be the first person since since about 1950 i would say it's steve bannon (laughs) but i think that some of the other officials probably have a better argument than he did because they were working in the white house much more recently Former State Attorney General Rob McKenna. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Dave.